Hello everyone, I'm so grateful that you're here. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. I'm Monique Walker, welcome to The Brush. Welcome to the, the Brush. My name is Monique Walker. I'm your host. The Brush Lounge is a place where women talk about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between. Today, our guest is Jean Sparrow. Hello, Jean. Hi again, Monique. I know. This is part two. We were so excited. There was so much to talk about. And when you get two, uh, you know, uh, people who have been in the industry on the phone together, there's plenty that we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is part two because we wanted to share more. Um, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to, um, to do this with us again. Let me give a little bit of an intro about Jean. She is a longtime Chicago radio and television personality. Um, she is a communications consultant specializing in media and presentation training through her firm, Bespoken Bird. And she has shared that, yes, that has everything to do with her last name. Um, her work is informed by three decades of experience as a multiple Emmy winning television host, reporter, and award-winning radio personality on many Chicago area stations. And today she is a radio host at uh, Chicago's number one, is it the number one uh, um, uh, R&B radio station? You know what? I think we were number one in the last ratings. I, girl, I can't remember now it, where we were because yeah, <laughs> I think we were number one. It's number I think we were number one. Book. How about that? It's number there we go. It's number one in my book, that's for sure. <laughs> it is. I just, I mean, you know, R&B radio, I go back so, so, so many years. It's where I started, um, you know, uh, which was uh, urban Urban uh, urban broadcasting in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, all of those. That's where I got my start in radio, and it was it was a black radio station at the time, and I was so impressed because here we were, you know, uh, you know, a group of black people running a radio station, which was not a big thing um, back then. But in this segment, uh, Jean, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about the industry. I want to talk about. Um, you know, African-Americans in the industry. I want to talk about people of color, period, in the industry. And then the industry itself. What has it done or what are we doing? Uh, have we uh, kind of opened up a little bit more for more women to have uh, positions of power uh, in the industry? Um, so I'll start first by announcing that this month, we have a birthday. Jean is turning 50. Yes! 
January 9th, yes. 1970, I came into this world wow. and I will be 50 and oh my goodness, yes. oh my goodness. What is it? What is it like? I mean, you know that when you were young and, and, and in the industry, everybody around you is young. When you start to see people aging, you don't hear them on the air as much. You don't see them. Um, you know, uh, on camera as much. What does it mean to you to be turning 50 years old and still popping, making the, getting the numbers and, 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 you know, loving the audience still loving you and being 50 years old. What does that mean to you? Well, I'm grateful. That's mm -hmm. the first thing. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this. I, Chicago is a bit of a different market when, when it comes to age, I think. Mm -hmm. I've watched people age on air, you know, and, and, and still be viable parts uh, and valuable parts of media mm -hmm. dynasties mm -hmm. here. And I think because this is such a media town, you know, Radio, a lot of, of radio's founding history, a lot of Black radio's founding history um, in Chicago. So the love that the industry has here yeah. is different and longevity means something here. Brand yeah. means something here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, before anybody was calling anything a personal brand, you know, mm -hmm. when it was just about your reputation and what people, you know, thought of you, which is all it is anyway. But, you know, we just found a different way to talk about it. But um, so I think that some of it is unique to this market that I happen to have been blessed enough to work in. Mm -hmm. um, and and of the strength of the brands that are here, V103 has been on the air for 30 years. GCI, wow. same thing. You know, even though there are changes that happen in the market, and you know, things can seismically shift. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've always worked for uh, when I've been in radio. I've always worked for stations that have had a, a heritage in yeah. the town, and um, and so yeah, I don't. I, so I don't know that I'm that uncommon here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how I see it. Although you know, people all have the people always have their in um, their their interpretations of what your career looks like to them and right. what it means. And and there are things that I have not thought about because I've been too busy working. Mm -hmm. um, to think about where I fit into this bigger picture or what have you, but mm -hmm. there is definitely value in, um, in longevity, in name recognition, in market equity and mm -hmm. knowing that and, and leveraging that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think you're right. The genre of R and B music period. Um, it's that, um, that, you know, our age group that's attracted uh, to that. However, you know, my son is in radio too, um, but they too are, the younger folks are attracted to the R&B. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of that community, that family genre that just kind of mm -hmm. brings people yep. together, you know? And so I think you're right that, um, that, you know, age, you can age there gracefully because of the rich essence uh, that goes along with the music that um, that 
that you play every single day? Who are some of your favorite artists in radio? Oh, dear God. Current artists or, or old school? Oh, baby, you got to take me back. <laughs> okay, I got to take you back. All right. So, um, you know, Prince, number one. Yeah. First and, for, for, first and foremost, Prince. Prince, and then some more Prince. Um, Luther Vandross, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um, there, there, and, and I am calling out names and artists at this point. Because I, I, I'll honestly tell you, I love them all. But yeah. artists that have either impacted my life or that are so unique mm-hmm. and irreplaceable that um, they have defined the genre. So yeah, Prince, Luther Vandross, Frankie mm-hmm. Beverly and Mays, mm-hmm. um, Anita Baker. I know. Um. Let me think some more. Sade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Charlie Wilson. Yeah. Got banned in Charlie Wilson because Charlie, and, I, and, and the reason why I say Charlie is because he's a great example of an artist with staying power that's just insane. Yeah. Um, you know, he was he was popping off at Budweiser Superfest when I was a kid. Yeah, at, uh, you know, when, when Gap Band Three was out in like in like 1984, and right. he is still in 2020 on yeah. tour because he's he's going to be up here at one of the venues uh, in a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. you know, and he sells out like he started. He had one show, and they yeah. added another one because he true. comes and people go because he gives a show. Mm-hmm. Isley Brothers, mm-hmm. you want to talk about some stamp, girl? I know. Stop it. I know. Pebo Bryson, yeah. Jeffrey Osborne, <laughs> Shaka Khan. I know. Um, yeah. And and the thing that I find so interesting about our artists, mm-hmm. uh, our R and B artists, even though many of them have crossed over, yeah. Um, in the sense of music, not to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um that were crossover successes. Mm-hmm. There are so many of our artists who are foundations of music yeah. um, in general, pop music in general, mm-hmm. that that majority population's dominant culture has mm-hmm. no idea who they are. They are still mm-hmm. ours. Yeah. Just yeah. ours. They are. Magnificent, and, um, magnificent storytellers. Mm-hmm. I mean, you through just, their music. Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead. You were about to say something. I don't remember what it was, now, girl. I wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Um, you know, those songs. Is is? I, I don't know if you you. I'm sure you've been to the Essence Festival and you've experienced. Oh God, yeah. Amazing First one. Family. I was. Girl, I grew up in Louisiana. Amazing Frankie too. Beverly is part of my life. I know. Do you understand? Do you understand me? Do you understand I me? I grew I up. I grew up on live in New Orleans, honey. I know that's trust when truth. I tell you that album is a staple in black households mm-hmm. all over Louisiana. Yeah. I don't know why Frankie Beverly is so popular where I'm from, but baby, yeah. when mm-hmm. that comes on in any, yeah. I mean, at any. Home, everybody's like, what? I mean, it's it's hot here too. Don't get me wrong. It's hot in uh-huh. Chicago too. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. Frank, Frankie can do no wrong, but, but there is a special con- there is a special connection I have to Frankie. I have memories of driving with my friends. There's no reason why 16 year old girls mm-hmm. in a car should have been listening to Frankie Beverly. Like why was because Frankie Beverly and, May- and Mays was the bomb, it's and that's true. what we listen. It brings yeah. me back to those days to this day. Yes. You can go to a, we could go to a, uh, uh, an Essence Festival, all Frankie, and, and this is in, in any concert, and all of the artists that you spoke about, you can just start the music. People knew when to start singing. They knew there's this, there's this, there's this rock that you just, you just mm-hmm. play to everything. It's just, it's, 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 it's something just that is just so beautiful and so magnificent about uh, the, the, you know, the impact of music in our lives. Um, I mean, if you could sit down, I've read, you know, uh, Charlie Wilson had that big uh, medical scare uh, that time and, and, you know, once, and, and he came back and was even more powerful uh, than he was, you know, the depth of his storytelling. uh, It just, it, 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 something awakened in him. And I think it happens a lot with, with, um, you know, with artists, they just, they just get better and better and better. And I don't care how many times we listen to those same songs, every artist that you mentioned, it, you know, it does something to us every single time. Would you not agree? Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. There's yeah. something about, you know, when you hear, you hear that first chord of a song and you know, it's coming and you like, that's my yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I freaked out one of my friends um, mm-hmm. at a Frankie Beverly and Mays concert up here. Mm-hmm. I literally sang the whole concert and yeah. his girlfriend was sitting next to me and my cousin happened to be in town. Uh-huh. So we went. And so he was just like, Gene, you legit know every, he said, how you know every single word? I was like, boy, mm-hmm. I grew yeah. up on this. I said, you better shut up. I said, I'll make you shame. Mm-hmm. I will make you shame. I said, now, if you need to move away, move away. That's yeah. fine. I said, but I'm singing through this whole show. I'm dancing. I'm singing. And honey, he laughed yeah. at me for hours. Yeah. He was just like, that is the best thing I've ever. He said, I had no idea. Right, right. And they're just, they're legends. And this is this is music that will stay with us forever and will be telling stories forever. I I can every time they sing something, I can I can remember some fond memory yep. of some occasion that was happening in my life when those when 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 that artist sang that song when I heard it the first time when I heard it the third time or the whatever it was just it was amazing and you know Gene these songs are still captivating audiences today and these young folks don't even know what a forty five and an eight track because <laughs> they don't know what doesn't even that matter. Is. It doesn't even matter because they're still listening. They call in and, you know, and, and you can also see the influence in current artists. And I think that um, we don't give them as much credit as we should Mm -hmm. because they've learned their lessons well as uh, also her, that kid right now, Ella May, um, these kids are out here killing the game and hip hop artists too. Yes. who are using the music and twisting it and changing it and mm-hmm. bringing it back and incorporating it. I mean, and sampling has been all, uh, around since the beginning of hip hop. That's true. What I think some of these younger artists are doing 
is, you know, elevating, you know, some of that, that work for their own generation. Mm -hmm. And if more of our generation paid attention to it, because I think sometimes there's some resistance to that. At least I see it in some of my friends Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You like what you like. If you ain't vibing with you, ain't vibing with it. But I think that to discount um, anything new as not uh, ours, Mm-hmm. You know, it's all ours because they belong to us. We've given them gifts yeah. um, of of our generations of music that, mm-hmm. you know, have done stuff. Because when you talk, I mean, you think about how Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. and um, Faith Evans and, yeah. you know, Biggie, Tupac, you know, mm-hmm. our generation's artists and how they are influencing the Kendrick Lamars and the J. Coles yeah. and the element, you know, and, and, and Khalid and these, you know, other artists that are coming up and, and coming out, BJ, the Chicago kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of the, all of these folks that have, you know, contributed to the canon because yeah. it is, it's a discipline. It's, you know, it's not, just something that, you know, you throw up against a wall and mm-hmm. it happens, you know, it, it comes from a, a tradition. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, the Dells and the Shy Lights and Curtis yeah. Mayfield, mm-hmm. you know, Marvin Gaye and, yeah. um, and the Supremes mm-hmm. and Teddy Pendergrass, you know, they're all of these traditions that play on something that came before. There is no Prince without Mm -hmm. an Al Green, you know, there's no Prince, um, with, without Jimi Hendrix or, you know, and so, and, and, and let's expand our definition Mm -hmm. of what black music is Mm -hmm. fly in the family stone and Jimi Hendrix don't always fit into the canon in an easy way. Neither does Prince. Yeah. Michael Jackson even Mm -hmm. expanded the stuff, but Mm -hmm. you know, Acts like, you know, Parliament. Yes. What George Clinton created there, a lot of that stuff doesn't fit easily into Mm -hmm. what we consider who we are. Lenny Kravitz is of the world who are actually keeping a lot of soul alive, but is seen as a rock artist, but he's black. And there's this whole thing, Andre Simone, like all these different people Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, are creating out there and we're trying to put them all into little slots and stuff like that. And, and I just, I just love watching how our music yeah. influences everything, the too. fashion of mm-hmm. the world. It's, you know, it's our black people magic. You know, yeah. I do a segment on my show on Saturdays called that I call black people magic, where I celebrate something about us that mm-hmm. is magical and wonderful and amazing because we we are, we, when people make, you know, make that comment, oh, it's for the culture. Sometimes we use it a little too much mm-hmm. and we dilute what it means. But mm-hmm. when you talk about what our culture is and what it has given the world, girl, yeah. come on yeah. now, you know, let, let's talk about our greatness. Let's talk about what that means yeah. in a bigger sense and see mm-hmm. what our contribution is. And we don't often value that ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. What a guy. Somebody like a buddy guy mm-hmm. who, from Louisiana mm-hmm. has been here in Chicago for a long time and is still kicking it. He is doing a run right now every January. That man gets on stage at his club in Chicago 
four mm-hmm. nights every week from Thursday to Sunday, every weekend and every January at wow. 80 some years old and wow. kills it. And when wow. I tell you kills it dead, he beats <laughs> that with a bat. Do you oh hear me? Oh, I got to get and this guy and see that. That's amazing. The fact that you can still see history, a man who has defined along mm-hmm. with his contemporaries, another man from Louisiana, Bobby Rush, yeah. who you've seen in movies and done things and he heard his music. And he's also based here in Chicago. These men have, they defined rock music. Yeah. They yeah. defined how people played the guitar. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's black people magic too. Yeah. Understand who you are and whose you are, what mm-hmm. you've created, what the importance is. And too many of us don't mm-hmm. consume the artistry that we've created or even understand where it fits into right. history. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, don't get me started preaching. I, don't look, get me started. I think that conversations like this need to happen all the time because every song is more than just a song. There's so much more story uh, to be told. And I think, I don't know, you know, uh, radio's got to make money. Um, record, uh, the industry has to make money. Um, but you know, I don't know if you remember going and buying a a, a record from a store. You got to know the, the 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 owners of the of the of the store, and the history was told to you all the time. There was so much more uh, opportunity for us to have conversation and appreciation, music appreciation, to happen. And so, um, you know, more of these kind of conversations need to happen so that we can, you know, keep this information out there and keep it relevant. Yeah. And also, I mean, we have even more resources other than just oral history at this point. I mean, you know, Google is your friend. Yes, Google is is your friend. If you hear something that you like, Go look it up. Look, yeah. find out who the who the artists are and who the mm-hmm. writers are and what that means in a in a in a bigger way. Right. Um, you know, don't let your curiosity end because the song is over. Correct. You know, search it out, look for it. I mean, but but you know, it has to kind of be in your heart to want to do that. It has to be your passion mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But um, you know, and everybody has the thing that that they resonate with, and that's perfectly fine. Right, that's true. Oh, I'm so glad you brought me to that place. I just enjoyed that so much. I just wanted to snap my fingers. That uh, we're talking <laughs> about, <laughs> we're talking about um, radio and these artists. At one time, it was very difficult to break into the industry. I want to know from you um, in the entertainment industry. What do you see? Is it easier? Is it? Um, is there more capacity for? Um, um, you know, for women. Uh, even for um, uh, black artists, I mean, tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, what does the future hold for us um, as far as being so able do you to mean, find our place? Do in you the- mean, uh huh? Do you mean as an a recording artist or as hosts? Uh, Both, what, like yourself. What, what? Both. Um. Okay. So, to me i think audio has i think that the the rise of podcasting um has rejuvenated our industry mm-hmm. and 
you know, because for a long time, radio seemed like it was stagnating, at least from my perspective. Yeah. You know, when you talk about an industry where there are a finite number of positions on a dial, even mm -hmm. though there isn't a dial, it's digital now, but there's only so much bandwidth, right. li very literally. There's mm -hmm. only so much bandwidth that happens um, on the radio and, you know, uh, terrestrial radio. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I think there's also kind of a maxing out that has happened with satellite radio. Mm -hmm. But when you add the the rise of podcasting and niche, yeah. you know, it's it's the long tail now. When you talk about, you know, the economic theory of the long tail, there are infinite numbers of things you can create because there's capacity for it. Mm -hmm. There's a place for it to live. And so even if you only have a few hundred people listening, they're actively listening and there can be an infinite number of those you know, places, if there's a place to host it, then mm -hmm. it can exist. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that possibility has created a whole new place for radio to go because now we have this um, companion industry yeah. that feeds that that it goes both ways and it's portable. You know, the thing about radio that will never that will never go away is mm -hmm. that it can go with you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. And now that you can listen on smart speakers and which is another technological um advancement or invention that I think has rejuvenated radio as well mm -hmm. because now you can listen wherever you are with your you know Alexa yeah. You know, play V103 on iHeartRadio. There we are. Wherever you are, wherever your Alexa is, then, you know, or whatever you have, Roku, Sonos, Sonos um, any of those other things. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, I think, and, and I think there are a lot of people, you know, I've read this in industry magazines, but I've noticed it as well. There's just more engagement because we live in such a mobile society that, you know, we're listening to more things. People are walking down the street, listening to her. Every day I see her walking her dog, she's got her podcast in her ear, you know? Yeah. She's yeah. taking it with her. Mm -hmm. um, people do it in their cars. So if you're already listening to, to something, you're more likely to listen to something else. Oh, I need a break. Let me pop on the radio station now, mm -hmm. you know? Or let me let me go hit over on satellite. Yeah, you may listening to listen to your streaming services too. You have a whole lot of different places. But but if people are already tuned in in that way, in that manner, if they're engaging in that manner, then they're more likely to stay with it if that's where they are. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I see more opportunities that you can create in that arena mm -hmm. than I do anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, I have hope for uh, for radio. Well, I think I have hope for music, period. Music is my life. I don't know where I'd be without it. So it's a very important. It's very important to me. And I do. Alexa, you can tell Alexa anything. <laughs> she can go find any <laughs> song. And if she can't find it, Shazam can. <laughs> mm -hmm. True. Uh, True life. You know, um, what what opportunities or or what wisdom can you share? Uh, for young women who are uh, aspiring to 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 get into the industry, um, 
what, how can you, how do, how do they break in? How do you, how do you get into the industry uh, today compared to what that was like many years ago? Girl, your guess is as good as mine at this point. I've seen so many different permutations of that. I don't even know how I'd get into this business now because it's ve- it's just very different. It's a different, um, it's a whole different beast, you know. Yeah. And and my path was not traditional either. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to small a small market and and come to a big market. I worked my way up in the market. I did traffic. Then I started hosting on weekends. I did suburban rate, you know, I did a suburban radio station. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I never left this market, which time was unusual. I think Mm -hmm. it's less unusual now because people are trying to build market equity real quick and early and have, you know, have a sound that's local because there's so many places where, you know, that may not be the case. Yeah. Um, you know, with syndicated programming and, and, and I'm not saying that that doesn't have a place as well, but I think what happens is, is that when you have syndicated programming, then, then you have the stations filling, filling the rest of the slots with local folks. And then there are more opportunities to, to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as my, but, but as far as my advice for anybody, um, Mm -hmm. but women in particular, since Mm -hmm. this, you know, is, is about that is to work on your craft. Right. There are no there are no shortcuts to this thing. Well, no, let me take that back. There are shortcuts. Mm-hmm. You just may not have you may have a short career because of the shortcuts you take. Mm-hmm. I think that that social media presence is super mm-hmm. important. The ability to to work your online brand as well mm-hmm. as your on on air brand is super right. important. Mm-hmm. Just don't substitute that one for the other. I think one of the things I see happening a lot is people focusing so much on their online branding that yeah. they sacrifice the on-air content. Mm-hmm. Realize that both are important. Correct. You know, you have to have online engagement because um, the way that the way that this thing is built now, the way that reality television and social media have affected traditional media mm-hmm. is that a, con- a connection um, and a direct connection is much more important um, mm-hmm. having access or, or the, or the illusion of access, mm-hmm. um, is super important. Um, just be very careful that you don't turn yourself into, you know, there is a craft to this thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be very careful that you don't turn yourself into a, um, you know, online influencer. Not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. but that's a different lane than being an on-air personality and that you don't um that you don't sacrifice one for the other realize that they're both super important Mm -hmm. and that um one feeds the other Mm -hmm. but understand what your identity is in 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 your in in your branding because stations are looking at that kind of stuff however if you don't have the skills if you don't have the skills to back up you know, how you show up mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be, it's going to be short lived. Right. This is true. And I see, I see that, that, that happens quite a bit. Um, um, you know, I've watched the, the both sides, you know, trying to get the job, but then artists also trying to get those contracts with record labels. And what I do know is that a radio station is looking to build or add to their reputation 
um, or add to their their viewership or listenership as as much as uh, as much as anyone else. And so radio and television is turning to um, social media to see what have you built, what do you have. I mean, we saw the first thing, the first thing, the first time I really knew how effective social media was with with this industry was to watch Travis Scott, who did did not have a record label, built uh, his social media platform, did the YouTube thing, and before you knew it, um, he didn't need a, a a record label anymore. But he was effective. He was very intentional and purposeful about the way that he did that. And so then shortly after that, you saw people like, you know, Beyonce would drop a whole record, you know, one, a single right off of uh, Instagram. And so um, we have the power to, to make ourselves uh, great. And we have the power also to, to, you know, to kind of really put our foot in our mouths uh, with social media. So with all of it, we have to be very, very intentional, very purposeful and be very careful about how we um, how we're doing things. And you're right. Skill is everything. At the, at the end of the day, if you can't show up and do the work, then you're not going to be able to keep the job. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my. Yep, God. I sure. Look, yep, I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do fake it, you know, or, Mm -hmm. you know, and and here's the thing. It's a lot. Honestly, it's a lot, you know, coming back to radio after years in television, I'll tell you, it's a Mm -hmm. different vibe in the studio Mm -hmm. now because you have so many things you have to get done at -hmm. the same time. You know, you have to serve two audiences, the one that's on the air and the one that's online and mm-hmm. yes there's overlap there but they're they you know they require different things yeah. and um and the engagement either so mm-hmm. it's um it's an interesting beast now and uh i i find it fascinating sometimes i find it frustrating mm-hmm. um but i know what i gotta do yeah and i know what i know how to do so that's mm-hmm. what i do yeah and, you and that's always that. my that's my Mm-hmm. Yeah, and staying true to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Allowing that to be your truth. All right. So we have seen the in the uh, Me Too movement, the, the women's rights movement. Um, do you think that women are in a good place in uh, in the entertainment industry? Mm-mm. Nope. Not even close. Got some work to do. Got a lot of work to do until we have. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to discount any progress we've made because we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you can still name the women who are leading writers rooms yeah. on one hand, mm-hmm. when you can still name the black, black women who are directors and even white women, to be honest, you mm-hmm. know, or women of any color. When you can call out different minority women who are doing things and, and it's only when you still know who they are by name, mm-hmm. you know, then, then there's not enough, right? Yeah. There's not representation. Definitely better. Yeah. Definitely yeah. making progress. Definitely yeah. seeing more um, true creations, not just representation, but uh, from top to bottom, people who are, you know, creating writing, directing, 
um, putting things out there. Uh, but you know, how many how many women execs do we have? How many black women executives do we have? Mm -hmm. You know, when we still are talking about um, Miss Hughes, when we still are talking about Kathy Hughes, yeah, you know, who has built an empire, mm -hmm. and she's still one of the only few, mm -hmm. you know. Um, a handful of people in the industry, your Sylvia Rones, you know, all of these things, you can still name them. Yeah. This you is know, and, and, and so when you get to the point where you can't name all of them, mm -hmm. where they all don't fit in a room for black girls rock, then we making some progress. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But when you still have situations where, you know, um, program, program directors are not women mm -hmm. women who are you know news directors at at local stations mm -hmm. um you know people who are making who are green lighting stuff for television stations until for television networks yeah um and your netflix and things like that until you and we are seeing more don't yeah. get me wrong mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not i'm not being negative about it but <laughs> because i do I, there is a huge difference between where things were when I started in the industry and now it's been a sea change. It's mm -hmm. completely different. It's mm -hmm. much more representative. Still mm -hmm. not enough. Yeah. Because you can tell by the output. Mm -hmm. The number of shows that we watch. Yeah. Um, that any woman of color watches. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're still talking about the first this and the first that. Mm -hmm you're then 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 we still have more more places to go and grow yeah. and when you're talking about people who are not when you are still in a position of being a creator as opposed to a green lighter that's you know there's power in both positions mm -hmm. but one power is very definitely more impactful than another yeah yeah when it comes to global reach mm -hmm. and what you can do with that and we're getting there yeah, We're getting there. Mm -hmm. And I think talking about it and, you know, having conversations like the one we're having today where women can listen to what's being said and hopefully it'll inspire someone to take that next step so that the next generation we can we can see more than what we've seen uh, in the in the in, you know, in, in our era. And so I am very hopeful. I am um, I'm very optimistic. Um, and even having Absolutely. this with you is inspiring me to even, you know, go deeper in what I'm doing uh, to put this stuff out here because your passion is is very, very clear. Uh, and this is something that we want to see. I remember when, you know, we would sit around and, and, and listen to a very small radio. There were no, um, we had not evolved to where we are today. So we're making progress and, and, and I'd like to, you know, to see, you know, where, where, where the where where we're gonna go? What what's gonna happen just from this conversation? I'm going to add your information in our description um, so that people can uh, can tune in and listen to you and be excited about what's Thank next you. for us. And um, you know, these this is where it all started for Anita Baker. Somebody was talking about it. She got inspire inspiration from somewhere else. Uh, Ruby D, all of them, and so we evolve and so we grow. I don't know what's next for you, my friend, but I mean, I'd love to see you as president of some radio station myself. You know? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not management. I have talent. 
That, listen, one of the, the the only things I have to say to anybody is know your lane. Ah. Know what you're good at. Know yeah. what you're not good at. Know yeah. where you should be and where you will be most effective. Yeah. And also know which, what you can, can withstand. Mm-hmm. Because every pressure isn't for everybody. Every rejection isn't for everybody. The le- life of being talent isn't for everyone. The yeah. life of being a salesperson isn't for everyone. The life of being you know, a manager isn't for everyone, but for someone it is for the Mm -hmm. right person. It is. And if you know what that is and you know what your lane is and what you're good at and you do it to the best of your ability, then, then it won't be an issue. But if you fighting it, you make it hard money instead of easy money. Come on now. Stop it. Stop it. You're not going to make history. (laughs) (laughs) It is always so encouraging to, uh, to hear, uh, women like yourself um, speak to these uh, type convers speak up in these type of conversations, and give us just a wealth of wisdom and knowledge uh, and information that we can carry with us for a very long time. Thank you so much for being in the brush lounge with me today. Thank you for being on our podcast. Um, if you'd like to know more about Jean and what she's doing, you can ask your Alexa to turn on V103. And she's there, giving it her all every single day. We're going to put information in our description section so that you can learn about um, her, uh, the the programs, um, where she's teaching, what she's teaching, all the things that she's doing. You'll get to know her a little bit more. Thank you, Jean, for joining us today. I'm going to have to have you back. There's still more that we can talk about. I'm Monique Walker. The Brush is a lounge for women, a place where we share conversations about our brushes with love, life, and everything in between.